When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello out there, all of our nieces, nephews, and non-binary familials. I'm your Auntie Ruth. And I'm your Auntie Gina. And we're... You're weird... The show, where we take a look (laughs) at current pop culture and talk about how it connects to past trends and fads. Sorry. Everything's fine, guys. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) This week we watched, um... Apple flag. Means means death. death. It means death. Death. I'm sorry, please go ahead. You can say it. Yeah, our flag means death. Our flag <laughs> means death. <laughs> oh man. So And if you so what is the what is the description? Oh the description. The legit description. It says um the year is seventeen seventeen. Wealthy landowner Steed Bonnet has a midlife crisis and decides to blow up his cushy life to become a pirate. It does not go well. Loosely based on real events. Yeah. Okay. So. so. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, well, I. I was drawn to this show because on my social media, everybody had become obsessed with what I had only heard of as the gay pirate show. It is the gay pirate show. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, wait a second. So it's Taika and Reese together who previously worked on what we do in Shadows and Flight of the Concords. Yeah. 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 So, obviously, it's going to be amazing. I mean, power duo. Right. So, here's the thing. is like, you know, when you have um, followed this troop of New Zealanders, you learn the difference between a New Zealand accent and an Australian accent. Yeah. And I just have a special place in my heart for the New Zealanders. Sure, it's who doesn't? Just, it's a little bit cuter. Oh, their accent. Starting a war. I am going there. They already have a war, don't they? Like, don't. Yeah, it has nothing to do it's with a, us. It's a friendly little. It's a friendly rivalry. little rivalry. It's not serious. But like New Zealand, comedically, has been kicking ass. Yeah. Right. For so years. it's been producing quite a bit. I mean, that's the thing. So if you like, yeah, what we do in Shadows or Wellington Paranormal or oh, yeah. any of that, like, it's like, it feels kind of improv. It's scripted improv yeah. comedy. Um, and the other thing is that it is jam packed full of the funniest people there's not a role wasted it's either one of the funniest people you've ever known yes and or one of the most like talented shakespearean actors <laughs> yes it's like so even like a role like izzy hands apparently he's an amazing 
musical theater performer. Oh. It's like, yeah, so everybody is, like, at the top of their game somewhere. His voice was very growly. Look, it works. It works in musical theater. His voice scared me for him. (laughs) He he felt like he might have to get that, yeah, like that throat surgery that they, you know, singers get. I was like, do you need a lozenge? I know. Or maybe it was just like, you know, that that constant craving. (laughs) (laughs) Or is Wars voice that so it's so hard to get into because it, yeah again like and then we have spud spud in there from train spotting yeah as a yeah like <laughs> he's apparently you know driving the ship i don't i don't know what like he's not the captain but he just steers no. it yeah i know that there's a proper word for it but um... he has this <laughs> But he has, like, a very deep, fulfilling relationship with seagulls. I mean, yes. it's like, there's just, there's so much going on. It's a lot. So there's, um, so Reese Darby plays Steed Bonnet, the main guy, and he, he calls himself the gentleman pirate because he likes to wear his nice frilly clothes. He's all about the wardrobe. He's all, he's all about being a fancy man. And um, he's got, like, a walk-in closet on this ship. Right. It's gorgeous. And he's, like, you know, like, I think a couple of his crew members on the ship um, had previously worked for Blackbeard or claimed to work for Blackbeard. Sure. And he's, like, well, why do we have to kill people? Why can't there just be a gentleman pirate? And so... That's that's what he becomes. That's his vibe. That's his vibe. Well, this is a small aside, but um, there in Houston, there was somebody called like the Gentleman Bandit, <laughs> and <laughs> um, but he actually worked. He used to work with my dad, but you know, like the energy, like that's what Houston is based on is the energy industry. Like, it had a lot of rough ups and downs in the 80s and 90s, and, like, a lot of people lost their jobs. Mm. And he just, like, couldn't go home and face his wife and tell her that he had lost his job. So he would would, um, rob people in hotel rooms, but he was always dressed in his suit, and he was always profusely apologetic. And that's how he got his name. (laughs) And so it very much reminded me of Steed, where he was like, I, look... I've got all these pirates with me. They want to get into some rough stuff. I Look, I'm a pirate. I don't know what else to do. I just want... Give me your treasure. I wanted to be on the high seas. I wanted adventure. <laughs> you know? Right. So, like, he's married. Right. Um, and then has two kids. He's unhappily married. He's, sure. I mean, she's definitely unhappy about it. It was, like, the times where, like, women were being married off, you know? And sure. yeah, like she didn't want this. She's like, oh, no. God. And, you know, he's like, he didn't want it either. He wanted to go live his adventure. Um, did he like ask her if she wanted to go to or something? Originally, yes. Yeah. Originally, he he wanted to take all of them. Yeah. On the ship. <laughs> and she, <laughs> she was like, wait, I'm not there yet. Like, but I I'm there. If he had asked me, you would have gone. I'm gonna be- hell yes, <laughs> hell yes. When you find out what's going on on that boat, yeah, you want a piece of it. You're I glad you came. It. You're glad you came. Yeah. So I mean, but if they, because the, this boat was gorgeous, it had a library, it had cutlery for a full <laughs> tea service. Yes. <laughs> Like, this is the kind of boat, like, you know, like, I'm on a boat, boat. Like, it's this was like, nice. It's like um, Royal Caribbean. Right, right. <laughs> like, you're taking a nice cruise. <laughs> Your cabin is big. With a walk-in closet. Sure, sure, sure. With it's... secret passages. I mean. <laughs> yes. You've got the house from Clue on the on the sea. 
And you have Lucius, the dandy assistant, as I called him. Well, it's funny we mentioned Clue and Lucius so close together. Uh Because does Lucius not give off very strong... um, Lucius gives off very strong, like, 80s Tim Curry energy to me. (laughs) He's very wacky and zany. Um, Yeah. Like, a feat. Like, the person who knows everything... But, like, nobody's listening. Yeah. You know? And then, like, especially at first, he's very serious. And he's the only one that can read and write. Well, probably um, Steed could. But, like, he's the only one that can really read and write on the ship. And so he's, like, the 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 bookkeeper. He writes. He takes all the notes and stuff of what's happening. Um, and he's because- very aware that, like, this is a strange setup. Yes. You know, like, from the very beginning. (laughs) Oh, but what I wanted to tell you, I think you would think this was interesting. So, David Jenkins is the showrunner, but they had found the story. So, this is actually, Steed Bonnet and Blackbeard are historically accurate people. Those people existed. Yes. And so, when they had found it, they were... They had apparently been friends in real life. Yes. And it was like, everybody was like, what What could these men possibly have in common? And so when they were thinking about what this relationship was like, I don't know who in the group said it, but they all kind of agreed that maybe they just loved each other. You know, like yeah. maybe they fell in love. <laughs> maybe they fell in love. <laughs> so that's when... um. Taiko ITT comes on the show. I think oh, it's like a couple episodes in. Lord. And uh, he's he plays Blackbeard. Right. So his legend has been set up for the first few episodes. Yeah. Right. So he's like, this is like the ultimate private. So Steed has been <laughs> poncing around. Um, <laughs> the high seas. In his tatters and in <laughs> his brown coat and bibbity bobbity hat. <laughs> And they've all heard whispers of Blackbeard, who's, like, the hard... I mean, who is he, like, the Gigi Allen of pirates? Like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to think, like, who's more, like, what, who's, like, so hard? I feel like it's kind of like when David Bowie met Iggy Pop, uh-huh. where he's, like, oh, shit, like, this guy's, like, cutting himself with broken bottles on stage, and, like, David Bowie's in, like, a full kimono, and he's, like, wait a second, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in like, love with this. Yeah, yeah. That that that's like the same vibe. Like it kind of is. Oh, sh- yeah, yeah. And like Blackbeard, on the other hand, has been checking out old Steve Bonnet, and is somehow impressed with his outside the box thinking. So they're both sort of charmed by each other. Yeah. Which makes, like, in real life, you would, like, oh, there's no way. But it does happen, happen. right? It happened. (sighs) And I love it so much. Um, so, but, okay, so Black Pete, yeah, Black Pete is the one. (laughs) (laughs) I love him. Black Pete is my favorite, FYI, and he is the one that claimed to have, um, been on Blackbeard's ship with him, but Blackbeard doesn't seem to really even know who he is. Um, no. Black Pete is, like, the bitch of the crew. He's, like... Wanting to mutiny straight away. Yeah. He... He's just such a bitch. And... And he, he, he just needed to be set right through love. Yeah, that's and that's what happens. He had his frown turned upside down. Yeah, but love. he's still like a st- <laughs> for me. He's yeah. like just so like sassy. What a stupid word to use, but that's the only thing I can think of right now is sassy. Like, um, you know, like really sarcastic and like whatever you guys. And um, he does not look like he should <laughs> have that attitude. <laughs> He gives off that, like, 
if you've ever like played a game and then like a really aggressive 12 year old comes online (laughs) and starts talking mad shit like he has that energy yes exactly that you know and he just like says all this unbelievable stuff but and yet nothing you say is credible and you're like wait a second so you're playing from a helicopter right now over Zanzibar, but you don't believe that this is my record? Like, I don't know. I don't know, Black Pete. But, um... That's the thing. So it's like... Okay, I'll put... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. And then, so, like, Izzy Hands is Blackbeard's, um, his, like, sidekick, I guess? His, like... Yeah, his right-hand man. His right-hand man. So, he, um... When Blackbeard comes on the ship... He's, like, all about just taking over the ship, you know, pirating the ship. Sure. But then Blackbeard's like, hmm, I kind of like his wardrobe, though. Hmm, I don't know if right. I do this. I kind of dig I'm kind vibe. of in a good time. And so at the end of that episode, I was kind of like, oh, no, is Blackbeard going to take over the ship? Because that's kind of how it seemed to me, like... Like, Blackbeard was going to, like, team up with, with Izzy and then, like, take over the ship. But that is not what happens at all. Like, at all. He was sincerely enjoying the company of Steed. And it was so cute. And then, like, you, you come to find out all these other things, you know, why Blackbeard is the way he is. But um, there's uh, also... Um, there's also a person named Jim on the ship, um, and they have quite, quite a story as well, and they're hiding their, I guess their true gender, their gender at birth, um, and then, like, there's so many cameos on this show, it's amazing the cameos on this show, so yeah. I think Leslie Jones is the first. Oh yeah, I love her. Spanish Jackie. Spanish Jackie. Who with has... a wooden hand. Right? I no, I, I agree with you. But okay. I also think um when we were talking about Blackbeard, I saw this interview with Taika and he was saying that, you know, from his perspective it was like, you know, to see somebody that had everything in life that you could possibly want. Like, you were born into tremendous wealth and you have a comfortable life. And you throw all of that away to become a pirate. And he was like, what kind of person would want to be like would want to fall down the social ladder yeah and you know what i mean and experience this life like he was like that's the most again that's like the most punk thing you can do is is like (laughs) throw it all away (laughs) to become a pirate like that's more pirate than he's such a glam rocker And so he's like, of course he was like, what is going on? Like, what would motivate somebody? You know, because obviously any pirate is just trying to get out of this miserable cycle and, like, earn enough money to have a comfortable life. Why would you give up the comfortable life to come back down in the muck with the rest of us? So it was like, (laughs) you know. And then once, like, Blackbeard joins the 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 group it's like everything starts running like a well-oiled machine and it's it's only because steed and him are working together yeah and it's like really sweet it's really cute and um and then you mentioned um is it the the swede no not the swede that's oh i love the swede (laughs) but that's what i mean there isn't a single character that isn't, like, well cast yeah. and who doesn't have, like, huge comedy bona fides. Like, if, yeah. you, like, if you press on anybody in this cast, like, if you press on their name, they're going to be connected to Simon Pegg or, like, any, just anybody funny in the world. They, yeah, they've sure. worked with them. They've done something. Like, it's just, 
it's worth it. Yeah. And there's never, there's, there's even lines that's <laughs> so stupid, <laughs> but this line made me laugh so hard. I can't even think about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so like, so when Steed is, um, you know, I don't want to give anything away, but uh-huh. like he's back in England talking about his pirate days <laughs> and <laughs> one of his like landed gentry friends was like, I only get to take my horse to the store, and even then he has diarrhea half the way. (laughs) And I mean, it was like just a throwaway line, but just like thinking about this guy trying to reclaim his life, you know, like trying to reclaim his masculine essence on this horse that has It's kind of like the whole show. It's like very, um, it's really, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like very low key, but, but then you have like lines like that and you're like, holy shit. It like, it very much feels like what we do in shadows or that, that same sort of where, yeah something amazing like you're like oh this is so comfortable this is such a there's not it's not like a high tension vibe and then right. out of nowhere but i mean there is drama it's there's adventure yeah but i remember somebody saying like one of the criticisms was that because like because there is a character jim who is non-binary I right mean, that's how they right. and they use they them pronouns and yes. again it's like 17th and it was like well this isn't historically accurate and it was like well, like, again, first of all, what is historically accurate? <laughs> How do we know? Yeah. And it was like, and plus, like, I have a feeling, like, almost any situation, like, and maybe I'm just looking at this through my lens, but yeah, when you're, like, you know, a pirate or in prison or whatever, it's like when you're just trying to survive, it's kind of like a... Like a pansexual, none of my business. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that I'm was just... kind of like the point of of like the ship is like anything kind of went, and every yeah. every um everybody was having sex. Like everybody had real relationships on the ship. It wasn't just right. like people fucking people. It was like love. Like there were real homosexual relationships on the ship, and nobody cared. Yeah. Like, they'd walk in on people, like, in a room, and they're like, oh, whoops, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, like, like surprise, like, oh, you two are together now? Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, it was, like, no big thing. Like, there's a very sort of live and let live in some certain environments, tough environments, where it's, like, we just don't have the luxury to be policing behavior and... Dad, who cares? Who cares? That's what I mean. Who cares? I mean, we're not the Puritans. So, like, at first um, on the show, because it's, it's kind of like you're just kind of like, okay, well, who's the villain? Who's, somebody's got to be a villain here, right? And so before you get to Blackbeard, <laughs> there's <laughs> Nigel Badminton, <laughs> who, <laughs> is, who, is, <laughs> who is like... Steed's childhood bully and they like what did they call him like they make fun of his weight or something or well they pick on him a lot it's like him and his brother I think he has a twin brother yeah they had it was like droopy bonnet or something like that but it was yeah (laughs) Yeah, droopy bonnet (laughs) or something like that it was was. And so, like, he he's not a pirate, but he, like, he's in the Royal something Navy. Yeah. And so he now he has, like, even more reason to pick on him. Because now he can, like, turn him in or whatever, you know. Right. Because he's For- like, what are you trying to do here? Are you trying to be a pirate? Like, a pirate with, again, a full tea service and books. He's like, what if you get into bad weather or these books are just going to go flying off the shelves but it's like the same reason that he gets criticized by everyone else is the same reason that when blackbeard sees it he just absolutely loves it because it, yeah. it doesn't make sense it's like 
fanciful and indulgent and fun. And he wants a part of it. He wants yes. to he wants to live like that. And I think like the real like story of this is that you have two people who meet that are able to like they're able to recognize the other one's true selves and accept them for that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, he's totally. able to see, like, Steed is able to see Edward Teach under Blackbeard. Yes. Oh. And, like, he's able to, when he recognizes that he's been carrying this, like, piece of, like, tattered silk around since he was oh. a child. Right. And he tucks it into his pocket. Like a pocket square. Yeah. Oh. But you know that feeling of like being seen, right? Like yes. you just being seen for who you are. And like really, you know, and both of them were able to do that for each other. Yeah. And like Blackbeard of course realized that like this is a silly man. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he, like, he saw him exactly for what he was, but, like, that he was, like, totally charmed by that. That's all, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's all he needed. (laughs) And then, like, he, he wanted him to, like, show him, you know, how to be a fancy man. And. Right. So, they got an invitation to go to, um, were they French, I think? No, it was, they were just aristocrats, but they had, like, stolen an invitation. Yeah, they stole the invitation to go, um... To a fancy pants party. (laughs) There you go. And so Blackbeard was, like, so excited to get all dolled up. Ridiculous. Put ribbons in his beard. Ribbon is... (laughs) I was gonna mention that. So cute. So cute. He was so excited. And then, like, he doesn't fit in there at first. Right. And then he's he starts telling his stories, you know, his crazy adventure stories. And, like, they're loving on it. And then all of a sudden they turn on him because, you know, they have short attention spans. And he doesn't know how to use the silverware properly. Oh, That's yeah. what they notice. Yeah. And so they start laughing at him, and he doesn't know what to do. But see, and this is where Steed's superpower comes into play, his yeah. hidden superpower. Mm-hmm. Passive aggression. Passive aggression. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, I- if, you, if you have any Protestant family members, you'll, you'll have also been taught that special <laughs> gift. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny because, like, you know, I told you, like, my mom's, like, family is Italian-American, like, uh-huh. and we don't, there there are no secrets. There's no, nothing buried inside because it wouldn't make it out the door. Like, <laughs> as soon as you feel something, somebody's going to hear about it. Right. Like, but my father's side of the family, quiet as a stone, quiet as the grave, like, you don't know what's going on. <laughs> You don't hear about anything until somebody's about to die. Like, it's just like the whole thing is navigated through a series of passive aggressive, like, you know, Uh just drop a bomb and watch it grow over, you know. (laughs) And then walk away. (laughs) Walk away. Just plant a seed of doubt and then seven Christmases later, you watch it bloom. (laughs) That's the best. (laughs) But it's like... You know, it is, like, that sort of process of, you know, recognizing somebody's strengths and, I don't know. Well, working together, because they're not the same, but they, you know, they're, like, they love each other. (sighs) Because they, like, you know, one picks up the other's, you know, weakness, and then they're strong for the other one, and vice versa, and it's just like, oh, this is love. This is love. It does. And, you know, a lot of times 
you know, there's a lot of people that try to chip away. They're jealous of the union. They try yeah. to poison the well. Yeah. That happens quite a bit. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Not with true love. <sighs> true love finds a way. But, so the, this season ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah. And we don't know if it has been renewed. We do know it's been renewed. (gasps) What? What happened? Has it been renewed? They keep talking about season two. Well, I mean, yeah, but the, I don't know if the official word has come out from I'm announcing it. I'm announcing it. Um, oh okay well it put the intention in the universe and hopefully by the time <laughs> we put this out <laughs> listen if Tycho says it's gonna happen it's gonna happen well the thing of it is and this this is true is that people went absolutely nuts on social media because there yeah. is a obviously a niche op- audience that you know people like us <laughs> that like we're like I have to see more I want more of this, you know. I mean, where is it going to go from here? <sighs> Adventures on the high seas. Well, and the, yeah, and then there's the point in the show where he goes back home, um, because certain things happen, and so he ends up going back to his wife, and she's like, "Oh fuck," because she had lied about being a widow, <laughs> and she. She's like, well, he's gone. She hoped. Um, and she joined this widow's society and they're just living it up. She becomes an artist and she has a new dude and just her life is fucking great. And then here he comes waltzing back and she's like, are you fucking kidding me? And like he thought he was doing the right thing. Trying yes. to re- this family reunification, and his family was like, "Well, we we preferred it when you weren't here." Yeah, if that doesn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, there's there's a reason you. we didn't go with you initially. So, right. like, we're cool. And um, but what's really sweet is that that's when he really sort of, you know, comes to the full realization that he, in fact is very much in love with Blackbeard. And he tells his wife, because he she asks, like, well, what's her name? And he goes, Ed. And she just hugs him. It's and so... I just love that scene. Uh, this whole you know? show just, like, breaks your heart in the best ways. Yeah. You just fall in love with everybody. And I think, you know... The thing of it is, is that it's like, oh, this is a reimagining of the past. But here's the thing. You can't change the world if you can't reimagine it. Right. If you can't imagine a better future, a more equitable future, a more loving future, if you if you can't even imagine it, then you can't bring it to fruition. Right. So it's like things like this where that might not be how it is at the moment. We may not have reached that. Like, maybe this is just an ideal. But if you can just get people comfortable. Yeah. You know, if you can just build a beautiful boat with a full library and a full set of dishware. (laughs) And just let people get comfortable with the idea of just accepting people as they are in a loving way. And even the crew gets used to living like, like Steed does. They have their, their tea they they start communicating better with each other. <laughs> like, yeah. They have discussions. They don't fight. It's all very open and um, <laughs> very healthy. Yeah, it's very much, it's like, it's kind of like The Office on the water. It's like yeah. a very much like a workplace comedy. Yeah. You know, where you have this kind of clueless boss, you know. <laughs> Yeah. That, but they're like, their intentions are pure. They don't 100%. Everybody who works for them is smarter than they are. Yeah. And, you know, but like, <laughs> but their heart's in the right place, you know? Yes. Yes. So it makes for a really funny, funny offering. And, um, but I do love the fact that, um, 
you know, you can tell that, like, there's just such good chemistry between, like, Blackbeard and Steed, but that's because they, they have literally been friends for, like, 20 years, and they really do care about each other. Yeah. So that, you can feel that love there Mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's not hard to, you know... I really do love that, well, I don't know about the, like, falling in love with each other aspect of it, but I really do love that this really happened. That Steed was real. He was the gentleman pirate. I love that. And I I love that they were friends. I never heard, yeah, and he really was friends with Blackbeard. Like, what? How have we never heard about, how has this never been brought up before? Well, and Blackbeard himself was... I mean, he was kind of an eccentric. Like, he he wore his beard and pigtails with ribbons on them. So, like, he was already kind of a showy sort of... I'm trying to think, like, you know, like the Prince of Pirates. You know, like like the um, David Lee Roth of Pirates. Oh, I like it! You know? Yeah. So, like, he, he already had, like... You know, he understood, like, the drama. Like, they talk about, oh, my God, my favorite part is they they call it the fuckery. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like these, you know, you in order to, like, do a heist or pull some kind of trick, they, you know, almost pull this sort of, like, haunted ship effect and they're able to, like, you know... (laughs) But, you know, but it is funny to me because, obviously, almost every scam involves some kind of fuckery. I mean, the fuckery lives on. Yes. But then there's, like, but then when, um, there's the point where, um, I don't remember his name, but it was, uh, Blackbeard's friend, like, his old school buddy (laughs) comes. Oh, Calico Jack? Calico Jack! I will never forget that. Will Arnett. Yeah, Will Arnett plays Calico Jack. And it's, like, they're, like, old, like, high school, like, his high school bro that, like, likes to get drunk and, like, smash the beer cans on his forehead. Yeah, like like a frat brother. He's got, like, the handlebar mustache and the the mullet. Yeah. Very Davy Crockett. (laughs) Like a, like a, like a Canadian furrier that, like, just joined a pirate ship at some point. And, but he's, like, really destructive, and Blackbeard's just like, um, that's not really my vibe anymore, but, but then, like, I feel like he feels like he has to, um, like, he has to continue with that or something, because, like, he's like, well, this is my oldest friend, you know? He doesn't mean anything by it. Well, I think, I mean, I think we've all been confronted, like, when you see people from your past, especially if you had a bit of a sketchy past. It's embarrassing. And you're like, am I just, like, performing here? Am I, like, am I just, like, trying to convince everybody, like, I'm a normal citizen, I have a normal job, and (laughs) I'm a respectable, respectable, like, respectable, I can't even say it. (laughs) My mouth won't even let me say it. Because it knows I'm lying. <laughs> yes. I was like, am I any better than, you know, if I met myself 10, 15 years ago when I was an absolute mess? <laughs> but but he makes him, like, question himself, like, but this is who I am. This is really who I am. And he's like, Steve, listen, I'm sorry. You can't is- handle me. Yeah. You can't handle me at my most black beard. Yeah, but, you know, it turns out that's not really who he was. It was just, like, he was hanging with this asshole. No, he was resonating at a higher level, and he had to... It was just a test, you know? Some Mm -hmm. Again, there's a lot of tests when you're trying to become a better person, and, you know. It's true. I mean... I'm trying to think who my Calico Jack... I think I'm other people's Calico Jacks, if I'm being honest. <laughs> You're my Calico I'm the Jack. one that shows up that is like, Hey, come back into the gutter. Remember how fun it used to be? <laughs> and the gacha? 
I don't. I don't think. I don't think there's another somebody else. This are we both? Cal- I think we're both Calico Jacks. Yeah, seriously. You know, I think. I think we'll like find old friends and fuck shit up. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, find somebody to babysit the kids while we go get crunk like it's 1999. Anyway, <laughs> Calico Jack. <laughs> <laughs> It's like one of like like David Bowie's personas that he did. He had like a coat of many colors. He was like, "What about Calico Jack?" And I'm like, "I don't know, man. I don't know. What about Halloween Jack?" I suppose he's a real cool cat. Um, but anyway, so I mean, I think. Guys, you need to watch it. I mean, Please. if you like, obviously, if you like, if you're attracted to this podcast, you're gonna be, you're gonna love it. Yeah, it's weird, it's delightful, it's funny. You're gonna it fall does, in love. You're gonna cry a little bit. Oh yes, you will. But the it's emotions worth it. are real, and the cameos are really, really good. I mean, again, nothing wasted. I like. Every line is beautiful. Every uh, yeah. like everything is perfectly cast. Oh, I even forgot. Like the you were talking about his villain. That's like Rory Kinnear, that played that um, the, the set of twins from his past yeah. that used to make fun of him. Like, he's such an amazing actor. <laughs> like he's he looks like familiar, legit... but I don't know what from. He well, like he's in everything, but he like is a, a solid actor. He's going to be in. I think a scary ass A24. I think it's called her maybe, but um, he was in um, shit. Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Okay. He was in so Black Mirror. There. He was in Black Mirror. He played the prime minister that they said <gasps> he had to have. Su- <laughs> yeah. That was him? <laughs> I'm almost positive. That was like the first <laughs> episode. And he was in Penny Dreadful. Oh. Yeah, see, it's like he looks familiar because he's like one of those people. I would like, I would like to, I didn't even look it up, but I would like to see the actor who plays Black Pete in more things. Oh, he's yeah. A, he's I a have... treasure. I or know. Yeah, I really connected with him. Black Pete is like, <laughs> I thought he'd be your favorite too. I don't know. And I love Lucius well, too. I, I couldn't, well, you know, because I had buttons. Old, you know, Spud from Trainspotting. Yes, but... With the whole seagull. Oh, his best seagull friend. And not only that, but I saw, like, a behind-the-scenes where he was literally talking to the seagull, and he was saying, don't be nervous, it's just a photo shoot. And he's t- literally talking to the <laughs> seagull. I mean, this isn't even the show. This is just no, really happening. No, this is just, <laughs> as a person... He's like, he well, if I'm... If you're going to have me on this show, I'm sorry, you're going to have to try to fit in the seagull into the story, too. I mean, I just, he was so sweet, and I, like, love Spud. He was like, for pleasure and other people's leisure. Like a train spotting joke, so niche. (laughs) But anyway, and yeah, just everybody. Nat Faxon plays the Swede, and he's, like, such a hilarious actor. And then uh, we didn't even really talk, I mean, we talked about Jim, but then we didn't get to talk about... Um, is it Ulo? Mm-hmm. Oh, Ulawande? Yeah. God, he was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful, sweet spirit. But yeah, he was the one that worked with Simon Pegg. I mean, but like, they're all, everybody's so, like, amazingly cast. I say, yeah, watch it. You're not going to be disappointed. You got, are, you got the best of New Zealand, almost. Yeah, you got the pride of New Zealand. Yeah, and then you've also got some British people. You've even got Americans in there. You have a couple Americans. Yeah. You got some you've got some Scots. I mean, it's oh, a yeah. 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 I mean, though. Mm. You know, we always try to put together as we put a Spotify playlist that is, you know, inspired by the show. Yes. And I'm curious curious to see what your picks are for because the soundtrack is amazing oh my god i think mark mark mothersbaugh did it didn't he 
Oh my god, that makes sense because it really is so amazing. I know. It is. And like I had I actually had to look up a couple songs because I'm like, these are really good. And now these are in my repertoire. <laughs> Your repertoire. <laughs> so you want to know mine? Yes, I have to. Okay, so my first song I picked was um uh sorry, True Love Will Find You in the End by Daniel Johnston. Oh even though it's really fucking depressing. <laughs> But it was just that very, is really- I know. <laughs> but it's like it's very you know Blackbeard and Steed, um, and then I picked the fabulous life, um, by the flossy Sheila. flossy. No, oh well, no. I guess I could have <laughs> not. You know, you mean you mean <laughs> without love, it ain't much. It ain't much. Yeah, okay, that's still good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the flossy flossy. (laughs) The fabulous, fabulous. Whoa. (laughs) Um and then I picked um Friends by Bette Midler. Interesting, because you've got to have friends. Yeah. Okay. So those are mine. Um, so... I'm gonna have I that pay. Fergie song in my head now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I poisoned the well on that. That's okay. Um, not gonna be many surprises. Maybe one or two. But, okay. um, uh, there were a few David Bowie songs oh, good. that are appropriate for seafaring. But I chose yeah. Fantastic Voyage. I mean... Right? Loyalty is valuable, but our lives are valuable, too. <sighs> our love is valuable. It is. Our friendship. Yes. And then, um, again, surprising no one, another Brian Eno. Yes. Faraway <laughs> Beach. <laughs> another. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. I love <sighs> It's such and a good then, song. Um, and then uh, Bella Lugosi's Dead. Okay, no, but you're gonna... I don't know how you're gonna feel about it. <laughs> okay. I picked Ghost Town by The Specials. Oh! Only because I felt like it had very much a pirate vibe to it. Yeah. I like it. Whenever I hear that song, I always think of um, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, well, see, I think I was I guess I was just thinking because like every place they would go to, it, it just feels like kind of where we're at now, too. But that's sort of like, you know, you're at that point in capitalism where there's like everybody else is fighting for the, you know, crumbs and it's like every place is sort of a free-for-all and it just feels like a ghost town of what it once was, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, every place just felt like, yeah, people scrapping. (sighs) Scrapping to survive. It's a good playlist, babe. Thanks, babe. I think it's gonna be real strong. Especially with the flossy flossy on it. (laughs) (laughs) I the mean, fabulous, the flossy flossy. We have to add that, obviously. <laughs> I really wanted to put Queen Bitch on there, but... Um, Why wouldn't you? I don't know, but yeah. Well, it's going on there now. Yeah, but I do like the specials. Probably thought thought about it too much, but anyway. This town. Ah! It's um, like a ghost town. Ghost town. <laughs> <laughs> You don't even have to listen to the playlist. You can just listen to us talk about it. Let's well, see it really fucking horrible, not even karaoke of it. Yeah. Like, out of tune, out of pitch. Shit. Hey, don't worry about I don't. I only know every other word version. Yeah, yeah. The lyrics aren't great. They aren't strong. That's like, not I mean, how it goes. I mean, the amount of medication we're on so we can string a sentence together is a miracle. It's a fucking miracle. so yeah like (laughs) lyric accuracy is not not high it's not even important but 
with that, yes, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. Yes. And you can send in your recommendations if you want to. Yeah. But you can also find us on Twitter at Weird Aunties, Instagram at Your Weird Ants, Facebook at Your Weird Ants. We're also on the TikToks. We're on the TikToks, kids. Round the clocks. Round the clocks with the TikToks. Knock off your block. Okay, you know what? Anyway. Um, so yeah, check us out and, um, you know, check us out. Join us, join us next time when we're going to cover something. Probably, obviously, probably fucking A24, probably something fucking A24. It's going to be, look, the Northman is coming out soon. Who knows? You know how we do people. A24. It's going to be weird. Yes. Yeah. A24 horror or gay pirates. I mean, that's what we are, right? That's what yeah. we're about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be scary or glittery or something <laughs> in between. That's us to a T. <laughs> <laughs> Just a pink Halloween like mask over here. But anyway, anyways, with that, I have to talk to you. Um, and bye, everybody. This is your uh, your interview. Gina and weird. You're weird. You're weird. Ants. <laughs> All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg, but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. 